Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 214 for December 18th, 2019. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Ouch. What was wrong with that? Yeah. Nothing. It sounded great. Yeah, terrific. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Klingspore, Joshua Alexander, Isotunes, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Speaking of Isotunes, uh, this week is... Uh, uh, you know what? That's not true. We're talking about something else, aren't we? <laughs> hey, that was great. That was pretty good, right? I am a pro at yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we will be talking about Isotunes on a future episode. What we're talking about this week is this old house. Clear story. Phil, what is, what is clear story? How does that have anything to do with this old house? Um... Well, that's a terrific question. Thank you for bringing that up unexpectedly. Um, Clear Story is a podcast by, uh, you know, the the producers of this old house. And um, basically every week they talk about a different construction material or resource or type and uh, and sort of the history of it and where it comes from and, and how it interacts with our modern uh, building infrastructures. And I made it sound super boring, but it's actually really, really interesting. And I've listened to a whole bunch of episodes and it's just a really, really well-made um, podcast. But we do have a little um, intro that I, that I should read because they probably do a better job of telling you about them than we do. Um, so this new podcast from this old house, it's called Clear Story, and it sheds light on the surprising stories behind our homes. Host Kevin O'Connor digs into the systems, structures, and materials in our homes from unexpected angles. Why is the window the ultimate machine? What can Las Vegas teach us about lowering our water bills? How did the Great Chicago Fire change the way we frame houses today? How do you build the perfect roof? You'll hear from this old house experts as well as industry leaders, historians, and builders. Clear Story, your home in a new light. Find it, uh, find it in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and learn more at thisoldhouse.com slash clearstory. That's pretty much actually exactly what I said, but um, yeah. Well, there's there's they, they actually like rehearsed theirs. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> like, that would not be in the spirit of our podcast had I done that. <clears throat> no, no, they're they're professionals. We are, yeah, from the hearts. There's a difference. Uh, yeah, yeah. You said hearts, something like that. That's what I heard. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's three of us. So. We have hearts. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. It's just yeah. A, yeah. Or is it hearts's? I, I believe it's hertz's. Yes. Yeah. My heart says hurts. Um, yeah. I listened to a few episodes of it, and uh, it was it was actually really good because um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of, of Keith Decent's, Keith Decent's uh, From the Ground Up podcast where he kind of goes into the sort of history of some of the back stuff, like, you know, but the kind of behind the story. Cause yes. I'm I'm a nerd, and I get into that. I get into the story of like, oh well, did you know that Ben Franklin lightning rod? And, you know, and all, I get into that kind of stuff, and it was really well done, like that. And it was, um, you know, and it's also being the this old house people. They're like, they're like the OGs. They're like the the voices that I've been listening to for 40 years. You know what I mean on yeah. PBS and stuff or whatever. However long they've been doing that show, I mean, it's they were doing it long before YouTube even existed. So it was kind of cool that they're in this market with us. 
You know what other podcast it's uh, like like so simpatico with is uh, 99% Invisible. Have you heard of that one? Yeah. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. So they really focus on design and sort of like where things come from and the origin of it. Like uh, they've talked about some crazy things. Like um, one was, uh, Bill, you know this. There's a cemetery outside of San Francisco, but that w- was the San Francisco cemetery and all the bodies got removed. And, and so it's a whole just city of the dead. Yeah, it's, that's in Colma. Colma, California is, uh, is, yeah, there's basically, there's a larger population of the deceased than there are people who live in the town. Right. So it was <laughs> just a, and like, who, where would you ever hear that story unless you lived in San Fran, I guess, but like for the outside. And so they talk about like why they did that and how they did that. And so I feel like th- it's that style for builders, makers, carpenters, that kind of thing, you know, and just to understand the history and you know why we do the things that we do like why don't we use more gray water why do we have to use clean water in homes there's just a it's it's very interesting uh, you know podcast it's, it's, and I like it's, that. it's it's definitely uh if you want to nerd out a little bit on making so you're going past everything you're finding out what what we use why we use it and there's some kismet that goes along with it you will not believe where i was when i listened to this latest episode because the latest episode is about toilets now, before you say anything, where I was, was I was doing an inventory order, and I had to order some uh, flusher valves and some other things. But it was weird. I was doing inventory because I take care of the bathrooms at the airport, or my crew does. And so, as I was ordering my parts that, that I needed... Is that what the kid's calling now? Taking inventory? Is that the yeah. new... The new <laughs> no, I think what you're doing is you're, you're uh, jettisoning some inventory, I believe. No, I was taking an inventory, but they were talking about... Basically, we would not be as large a society as we are today without without toilets. I mean, it's amazing where it came from. And yeah. as late as uh, the late 1800s, London was basically going downhill quick because they had a oh, real, the whole river was polluted. Yeah, and, yeah they had a real sanitation yeah. problem. So it's amazing on how quickly it went. Once they figured out, okay, here's something we can do. And like, I I didn't know this, but it was because of the shape of the the toilet and the S trap or the what we the now S-trap. call a P trap. Um, but that, that originated from the toilet. It's just a simple way to let it fill up with water and block the sewer gas that comes up. Nothing so anyway, it, it, was, it was actually kind of interesting. And yes, Phil, I was actually doing inventory. S- speaking of taking an inventory. Yeah. <laughs> to go to get a little ner- to just because I haven't heard the, the toilet episode yet, but I'm interested because I just recently, I think it was my pick a few weeks ago, the, um, the Bill Gates documentary on Netflix. And that's one mm-hmm. of Bill Gates' big things is he wants to, because there's really only like, 10% of the Earth's population has, like, a toilet. Like, the rest yeah. of them are, like, pooping in outhouses and, and all these really unsanitary conditions. And uh, so he's been on this mission for, like, the past decade to invent the better toilet that can go out in the places where, like, right. you know, Western-style plumbing can't necessarily go and all those problems associated with toilets. It is a very interesting... It's it's kind of, like, taken for granted. Like, it's one of those things that really stepped humanity up uh, in the in the food chain. Like, as all of a sudden we weren't laying in our own poo and we were able to survive. And, and then our brains could get bigger and we could, you know, it's important. So Pretty much I'll, cured the uh, the Black Plague was hygiene, oh, absolutely. right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know. Well, people used to just literally stick their butts out the window and poop in the street back then. It was like, that was civilization. You know what I mean? And then they wonder why everybody's sick and dying. Well, you know? I mean. There, there was no medicine. What's, what's funny about that is they went from sticking their butts out the window to actually having a, you know, uh, a system that went to like a cistern or whatever it was called. They'd mm. poop, but it would just go in your basement or it would go just out to the right. river. So, I mean, it's, on, the evolution of that is, is come a long way. Yeah. But all this to say... Um, 
this old house wanted to partner with us so we can let you know about this podcast so go check it out and uh, do us a favor and if you like it leave a review for them after you leave a review for us but let them know that hey I heard about you on Reclaimed Audio and we heard about the toilet episode and it was amazing <laughs> yeah and it was a royal stars. flush yeah. royal flush yeah royal flush it's like the best you can get they should have called their episode Royal Flush. Royal they should Flush, hire us yeah. to write their episode titles. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, a, you know what? The, there's, there's, there's a new avenue. Didn't you guys have always said that we need to, uh, what is it, diversify? Yeah. We need to come mm. up. We'll be the title comer-uppers for all the podcasts. Listen, they yeah, came up I'm, with I'm The there. Toilet. I came up with Royal Flush. I mean, come on. Oh, hey. I mean, it's clear. It's pretty obvious. You yeah. know, for um, for good podcast titles is uh, the Judge John Hodgman podcast. You ever listen to that? It's no. one of my favorites. Let's pretend I said oh. yes. Okay, it's it's absolutely one of my favorite podcasts. Okay. It's one of the ones that when I see it in my feed, I'm like, ooh, and I click it before the other ones, you know? And, <laughs> he said, um, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I said, ooh. But so uh, what they do is they he he adjudicates, like, disputes. Like, oh, I have heard disputes and, Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, stuff like that. And um, But so they always, I, I think it's on Facebook, they put out, like, what the podcast is about, like, prior to the episode. And then the uh, people name it, like, the patrons okay. or the fans name it. And so every week has, like, some fantastic pun because it's picked from, like, a, a hive yes. mind of great punsters, you know. It's pretty cool. Gotcha. So, so now that we mentioned, like, seven other podcasts. Yeah. Thanks, make, thanks yeah. Clear Story. Yeah, make <laughs> sure you go listen to Clear Story and all those other podcasts. No, mostly just Clear Story. Don't listen to the other podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this one and Clear Story. That's it. That's yeah, all you yeah. need. That's yeah. two that you need. Yeah. That's it. So apart Judge from... John Hodgman, call us. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he the Mac guy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. just he was the PC guy. Oh, right. He was the PC in, guy. In the, yes, yes, yes. He oh, was the nerdy. Yeah. I thought you yeah. said Matt guy, like he invented the doormat or something. Nope. Was that a guy? I mean, I feel like it's probably an evolutionary process. Um, so, apart from listening to podcasts, uh, what are we working on? Uh, Bill Lutz, what are you working on? I am... <coughs> excuse me. Oh, that's true. That's what I'm working on. I um, yeah. I went to the emergency room this Saturday because I've had a cough for a few days. And I really? got up at 3.30 in the morning on Saturday, and I couldn't stop coughing for like 45 minutes in case he said, Whoa. that's it, we're going to the doctor. So knowing that I had walking pneumonia and I had very short time to live, um, I started writing out, okay, make sure Phil Pinsky gets my table saw and Tim mm -hmm. gets all my guitar parts. Mm -hmm. But it turns out I didn't have pneumonia. Uh, I just have a viral infection in my lungs, and I, my body needs to kick it out itself, but they did give me stuff for the cough. So I didn't really do a whole lot this weekend. Both Casey and I have been just couch surfing the entire time however i did download all of the footage from my guitar build i will be editing that this week hopefully coming up with a uh, uh a nice little video to go along with that um ceramic body guitar and i also uh, full disclosure i broke that ceramic body when i when i i made the video i, I strung it uh right-handed so i can make you know play it in the video but it was upside down so after that, I took it apart, or I wanted to take it apart and restring it correctly. And when I did that, I actually broke part of the ceramic body underneath where the bridge goes. And I was highly disappointed and, and thought, oh no, it's ruined, but it's not. I fixed it. It actually, you can hardly tell. Everything went back together good. I used some epoxy and some um, uh, blue Sharpie to color the epoxy. Huh? Mm, was, clever. How smart is Bill? I'll tell you what for. Anyway, um, 
So I did that, I put it back together and I strung it leftedly and it worked so well I actually put out a little uh, live video, like a one minute video of me playing it so everybody can hear what it sounded like. And uh, So I'm excited. I said I was going to be sending that off to somebody. It is off. I've sent it off. So somebody will be getting that and uh, in the mail and uh, hopefully a, a little surprise for Christmas or whatever if it gets there in time but anyway that's that's kind of what I've been doing I've been under the weather went to work today and uh, I feel a little better and I'm and I will never ever ever miss a podcast so here I am struggling with my breathing but I'm still well, you don't have to talk you don't we'll have to fine. do anything really the yeah. doctor actually said that I need to talk more especially during like <laughs> podcasts because it, 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 I need to get that I need to get that strength built back up. So I'm gonna do my best to try and do what I'm supposed to. Yeah. You get a little older, you need to listen to the doctor, right? Yeah, let's get a second opinion. <laughs> the doctor told me I need to gain weight for my heart. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Who is this? Who is your too. doctor? Is your doctor Doctor Nick? <laughs> Hi, everybody. I was thinking hey, it's my old friend, Mr. McGregor, with a leg for an arm oh, let's and an arm for a leg. Authorities. <laughs> Um, that sounded like the Minions guy. Is that who that was? Oh, no. No, no it's, it's The Simpsons, Simpsons from like 20 uh, years ago. Of course yeah. it was. Talladega Nights. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, okay. Is that everything? Um, I, it's, it's enough, I think, for now. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Tim, what about you? Uh, so I finally finished my little acoustic guitar, and it is gone. I brought it last week. I think I mentioned it on the podcast last week I was going to drive it up to Rhode Island. Of course, yeah. the day I picked was the day it was snowing, but the roads were fine. And uh, So I, I drove it up, and I gave it to Mike, the president of Total Boat, in person, which was awesome because I got to sort of check the place out. He's got like a store. You know, there's like a storefront, and then there's the offices and um, the warehouse and the shipping. And I was – I mean, I – I was amazed at how I knew the place would be bigger than I expected, but I was amazed at how big of an operation this place was. It was really cool, and they're building yeah. a makerspace there. Um, and uh, so there's like this this part of their store they sort of enclosed. To, they have a workshop, but they're building this place that's like a little more. Uh, they're going to try and make it more like a makerspace and and have it you know as a, a service to the community as well as they want to get like YouTubers in there making stuff and making videos in there and everything. And he's uh, very very cool people, very excited about, <coughs> about jumping in and joining the community. <coughs> And, um, it's pretty cool. Are you allowed to talk about that makerspace and who's working there? Uh, I don't know if I should or not. So, all right, all right we'll but, say uh, Yeah, I just I don't know, so I don't want to do that. I, I know I know that person's made it public already, but let's get an okay from and then shout the heck out of it next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, so I I did that. I delivered the guitar. Uh, he loves it. Uh, and I, I got the video out like I, I had the video mostly edited together but it was funny because when I was editing the video together this project took forever and it was always kind of like a, a side project and it was actually like our other title our other topic about having multiple projects but um, I noticed in the video are you going to oh say God. it? Well, I, go exploding. ahead but you're so excited okay so this is every now and again I get a chance to get a little bit of revenge on my wife so as I said, we were both sitting in the living room, we're, we're couch surfing. I'm waiting for her to get done texting with my ex-wife because they're friends now, which is kind of weird, but okay, whatever. So I can start watching this show. And she's taking forever. I'm like, honey, she's like, no, just a minute, just, just one more second, one more second. So she did that for like, I don't know how long, but it was forever because I want to watch this movie. I don't feel good, blah, 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 poor me. Ding, 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 ding. My little phone says Tim put out a new video. I says, all right, don't worry about it. I'm going to watch Tim's video whenever you're ready. So I start watching Tim's video, and then my wife's almost done. She says, oh, is that Tim's voice? Yeah, okay, okay, let's watch the show. Is it done yet? I says, nope. 
So about 10 no, minutes go by. Minutes. The other 10 minutes goes by. She's all, are you done yet? I said, nope, I'm still watching Tim's video. You made me wait. You got to wait. How much longer is it? Another 13 minutes to go. Because Tim's video was 26 minutes long. And I thank you in advance, my friend. You're the best. You came to my rescue when I needed you. I'm it sorry, Casey. Awesome. The video was amazing, too, by the way. I really, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's that. cool. Thanks. Yeah, there was, I mean, there was no way to make that video short. They're so involved. Um, but what I thought was interesting about it was that in the very first scene, I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and by the end, it's like snowing out. <laughs> That's how long well, it took me to, to make it. To everything, there is a season, you know? Yeah. yeah. Including the I'd, I'd started it. Um, it was a birthday gift for Mike in September, and they contacted me about two <laughs> weeks. They contacted me about two weeks before his birthday. And asked me if I could do that. And I was like, yeah, but I, there's no way I can have it done in two weeks. I was like, an acoustic guitar is going to take me, you know, at least two months. You know, I was like, I got all this stuff going on. They said, they're like, oh, that's fine. We'll just tell them that we, got, we got something. And so we made it all happen. And then I had it done. As I explained in the video, I made it twice. I had it done just before Thanksgiving, um, which was about when I anticipated to have it done. And, uh, but I just wasn't happy with it. There were some mistakes I made and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I just don't want to give this to this guy. He's been waiting this long. I might as well make him wait a little longer. So I was like, listen, I need to make another one. I was like, I, I'm not pleased with this. I can film it or, and it can take forever or I can just do it and we can do this sort of fail success video. And I was like, I really don't want to film it. <laughs> you know, I'd rather yeah. get it to you quicker. And so it only took me, because when I was making the first one, I prepped a lot of the parts. Like I always, because of the nature of reclaimed and just the nature of me being a screw up, I tend to do extras of everything, you know. So I had almost every part already sort of prepped to to machine it and cut it. Like when I steam bent the sides, I steam bent four sides, not just two. Right. You know, smart. I did every, um, just in case there's a problem because I'd never done it before. So I was like, well, if I break one, I'll have a spare. And I ended up breaking basically all of them and using all my spares. <laughs> so when I built a second one, I was like, all right, I really can't mess up because otherwise I'm gonna have to go back to the blocks and mill it all down. And you know, but so I was able to make the second one in about two or three weeks um, because everything That's was already good. prepped. Wow. It, it looked like it came out amazing. It really yeah. Did. It's, it's well so done. much fun. The, the best part of it is that, uh, you know, I mean, it was, it was two things. It was part promotion for Total Boat, right? And then it was also part this, this gift for, for Mike, who uh, a few years back, he went sailing for a few months with his family. They took some time off and went out as a family. And he brought a ukulele, and he really enjoyed it. But he, he knew a little about guitar, and he wanted to play more like a guitar. And so his wife had the idea of making him a ukulele-sized guitar, which is a really fun idea, you know? Um, and so, so she had contacted me in about making this for him, and then we, you know, made a video out of it. And and um, so, you know, part of it is just about it being this promotion for Total Boat. And if if it was a wall hanger, he would have been happy with it. You know what I mean? Like if it was like, oh, it's beautiful, and like the original one I made was basically a wall hanger. You know, it would have been fine. But then the second one I made is like a really good guitar. And to get, I got a message from him like 48 hours later. He just messaged me. He's like, I love this guitar. <laughs> and everybody was telling me he'd been he'd been playing it like all day around the office, like just been <laughs> nonstop, like. And so that's like that's what it's all about. I mean, it's cool to make a cool video and stuff, but that's what it, what making is really all about. You know? For sure. Yeah. Well done. So Tim. and then I'm well done. and then I'm going on vacation tonight. Uh, early tomorrow morning we fly out. I'll be gone for a week, so I'm I'm ready. Usually I'm not. Usually going on vacation is like kind of like oh I got all this stuff to do and this and that. But I just all that stuff's done. That that stupid little guitar's done. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> amazing. That's you you mean the amazing heartfelt love and inspired work of art that you made, not that stupid little guitar. Yeah, that's the other the other thing. What he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one that broke was the stupid little one. Yeah. Well, it still works. It's I mean it's in my shop and I got it hanging on my wall as I like to do. It's a little reminder that not to get too arrogant. You know what I mean? Like that little right. kind of robot. I like kinda, to leave my failures laying around. kind of didn't because you said going into it, you kind of prefaced yourself for failure. If I remember you talking about this, 
before you actually built this, like, you know, I'm going to try this and blah, 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 but I kind of know this is my first time. I think you knew. I, I, I think down deep you... We all do that, don't we? We take a chance on to, to something quote, for the to first time. To quote Adam Savage, to quote Adam Savage, failure is always an option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you, Phil? Well, um, I, I've been doing How's those you? LinkedIn videos for, uh, for yeah. work, but um, I actually I put my wife and my kids on a plane this morning. They are um, heading to Florida, to Miami, to, uh, to spend a week with my in-laws, and then I'm joining them there next week. Um, I didn't want to be away too long because I am still trying to cultivate some business for uh, for the new year. But uh, that also means that I'm a bachelor this week. And uh, it sort of got coincidentally timed that uh, at the beginning of last week, the owner of uh, Milescraft reached out to me. They're that, that tool company that I worked with, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I guess a, a year or so ago. And yeah. and it wasn't the marketing people. It was the owner who reached out to me. And, and he was like, do you want to do something? And I was like, Sure. Uh, and they're like, because we have a whole new bunch of, we have a new range of products and uh, and we'd love for you to do something. I was like, okay. And he's like, uh, Jessica's going to send you um, whatever you want. Just take a look at the catalog. And I was like, okay, well, I'll take uh, one of these, 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 thinking that I would settle for just one of these. And they sent me everything. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it's, nice. it's a lot of fun. Cool stuff. And um, and I'll probably put out a video this week because I, uh, whenever, when, when else am I going to have this much time to do that? So. Is there wow. any room in this uh, uh, conversation for you to maybe mention that, by the way, I'm also doing the thingy that I'm doing now? Oh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, you've maybe. already got a relationship with a company that could probably use the product that you're trying to sell. I'm just saying. Let them be happy with this video, and then I'll pitch them on the other half of the coin, I guess. <laughs> That'd be interesting. What though. are the um, They're in what are the tools that... That's, a, that's all right. That's not yeah. far. You don't have to go to the office. You know, you're like... You, you know, I would, I would once or twice. You'd have to go, yeah. Um, sure, but still. What do they, they do well, pocket hole jigs, yeah. actually. So they do pocket hole jigs, Yeah, well, clamps. I remember from last time, but... This is from is the Craig Killer, said? right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it um, a new version of the of the pocket hole jig, or is, it, yeah. is that what they sent you? Yeah. So they got a new hole. Uh, last time I used that sort of the one-hole teeny-tiny one, and I right. compared it to yeah. the Craig. Um, and I've been using their two-hole, but then they sent me the updated version of the two-hole, and it's, like, way better. Um, I cracked it open earlier today and got to play with it for a bit. Cool. Um, so I'll do another one of those videos. But they have all kinds of, like, um, they have clamps that bolt down to your, uh, well, to your work table. And so you can use it as sort of a fixed clamp for, anyways, you'll, you'll see. Um, and, you know, they mm. had some good, like, marking squares and stuff. So I got to play around some stuff. Pretty exciting. Cool. Yeah. Very exciting. Excellent. So um, that brings us to our topic, and um, this week's topic is called I'd Like to Earn Your Business. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying that I had a couple of experiences today, um, both of them bad, but one of them was mitigated by, by, by information that I had. So let's start again. Went to get an oil change for my wife today, okay? These are one of these classic Phil Pinsky rants, right? Went to get an oil change for my wife today. <laughs> And I uh, pull into the Quickie Lube. I've been there a whole bunch of times or whatever. And for the most part, I feel comfortable, you know, getting an oil change. No problem. Um, and so the guy comes out from around after he pops my hood. He pulls out the dipstick. He shows me uh, some oil on the stick. And what the hell do I know? But he goes, uh, he goes, oh, you know, your oil's pretty dirty. Uh, you, we're, you should really do an, an engine flush. And I was like, oh, okay. 
how much is it? He's like, $19. I'm like, all right, fine. I guess we have to do it. You got to do what you got to do, right? So as they're doing the engine flush, I'm Googling, is engine flush a scam? And you got like a million hits on Google. Yes, it's a scam. You don't really need it unless your car is like old and you're buying a used car. And you need, Really, for the most part, people don't need it. This car is 18 months old. It does not need an engine flush. So I'm sitting there feeling like a jackass because I, you know, I, I didn't know this and, and I fell victim to not the biggest scam in the world, but I certainly didn't need to have that. That 20 bucks was better off in my pocket than his. So that was one experience. And then I'll juxtapose that with the next errand I ran today was to go out and buy an SD card reader. So I went to the computer store and uh, there were two that were available. One was a smaller one that kind of looks like a USB stick. You plug in your card into that and it goes right into the computer. And the other one was more of a desktop version that was like a maybe a three by three inch little square and then it has a cable that goes to the back of your computer. So I'm sort of talking out loud to the salesman about that I probably just need the smaller one because it was 15, the other one was 25. Not that it's life-changing money here, but I don't need to spend the extra 10 bucks if I don't need it. And he tries to tell me that the bigger one is actually faster. And and this isn't cars, this is computers. This is a realm I know. So I said to the guy, they're both USB 3 and it would be limited by the speed of your SD card anyway, so what are you talking about? Just give me the smaller one. So in an era where uh, retail is being killed by e-commerce. I believe that uh, that businesses should be doing a better job of earning our business and not making us feel like we're being ripped off. And to just be honest, like I, I'm going into this store because I want to trust an expert, right? I could go onto Amazon, just check out reviews on my own. I don't, I don't need the store to do that. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, if retail wants to wants to compete against e-com. You got to do a better job of being honest, forthright, and experts in your domain, and uh, and I guess that's where I'm at about that. What do you guys think? I I think um, I somebody lost my business today, a place I've been going to for a while. I went in for an oil change today. <laughs> <laughs> swear, Are you swear to, I, I swear. No, to he you. just said that story. You didn't read the script. Oh yeah, <laughs> Phil so, story. It says Phil, I not Bill. In, I went into an oil. I went in for an oil. So we've been going to this uh, one Midas place for. A while now, every car since I've lived here, working at this place, is, has been in there for oil change. I'm like, it's a, it's a quick, it's, it's not much cheaper for me to do it myself, and it's, it's a lot less hassle, right? Yeah. So uh, recently, I don't know if you remember, uh, we Casey's Jeep broke down when we were coming back from Utah, and we bought the Toyota. This Toyota is a 2019 hybrid car that has like 8,000 miles on it. She went in for her first oil change to these guys without me there, and they sold her on a synthetic oil change. This mm-hmm. is a brand new car. Now, synthetic is, a, I guess, a better oil. It probably won't break down as fast, but this is a hybrid, so you're only using the engine half of the time anyway. It's not even running the same amount. Anyway, I wasn't happy with that. That's an $80 oil change compared to a $30 oil change, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, when we go in there next time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them know you don't need that. Your car has no miles on it. It's a new car. It doesn't need synthetic oil. That's just... That's that's not cool. I, I wasn't happy with that, that they did that after we've been going there forever. So I went in today with my truck to get an oil change, and I pull in. I walk inside, and there's quite a few people there, and it was kind of busy, but I see a couple bays that are open. And I said, hey, do you guys have time for an oil change? And, and the person behind the desk like, you know, it's going to be like two and a half hours. I'm like, 
Okay, well, I'm, I'm at lunch. Is there any way we can get it? I said it's going to be two and a half hours. I went, okay, good enough. I walked out. I went to O'Reilly Auto Parts. I bought the oil and the filter, and I went to work, and on my lunch, I changed my oil myself. And I won't be going back there. Well, I will be going back there to talk to the uh, the manager that I've known there. I don't know him personally. And let him know, say, hey, man, I'm not coming here anymore. You guys screwed over my wife, and then you, you got somebody rude behind the desk. You can be a little bit on the pushy side and try and sell me something I don't need if the customer service is really good. I can forgive that. But when your customer service sucks and I feel like I'm being taken advantage of, then you're done. Yeah. You're, you're done. So there's mm. my rant. for uh, So customer service can overcome a lot, right? It's like mm-hmm. I tell people, I'm kind of old and fat and ugly, but I make up for that by being amazing in, in person. So, you see what I'm saying? I got to have good customer service, otherwise, what use am I? I'm just saying. Is that not a good analogy? No, you said a lot of things there. Um, yeah, there's a few words. A lot of words, a lot of words. But I do agree with you. Listen, customer service can definitely over like. So they they did tell me that my car, uh, well, it's, it needs a special kind of oil, and uh, you can't use regular. Can only use semi synthetic or synthetics. So I was like, fine, give me the, the semi synthetic. So the, I was already. Uh, half burned, and then and then the engine flush thing really pushed me over the edge. And I'm okay with semi-synthetic. It means that it lasts longer. I don't have to change it as often. Yeah, you don't have to go as often. Yeah, right. it, it financially that works out. In my I'm okay with though, that. is the manufacturer recommends semi-synthetic, and they also recommend when you're supposed to change it. So it doesn't necessarily last as long. If you're already going to have to change the oil, like on my truck, for example. Yeah, it's 2001. It still recommends semi-synthetic, and it changes every 5,000 miles, right? And that's okay. why it yeah. went cars as they got newer. They went from 3,000 to 5,000. Casey's car, I think, is every 7,500 miles, and some yeah. are even 10,000 miles, right? Tune ups, yeah. 100,000 miles. So, yes and no. If you got a car and it's they say you should use semi-synthetic, there, it's it's a recommendation by the manufacturer, mm-hmm. and it's so. You don't have to change it as often, but are you leasing it? Are you are are you going to sell it yeah. or trade it in? At some no, point? it's leased. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So it doesn't matter. You yeah. just put clean oil in it when you're supposed to, and it'll be just fine. Right. All right. All right. Click and clack. I know. I always said that car talk is the model for this podcast, but I think we're <laughs> taking that a little too seriously here. Let's bring this back to making and talk about stuff that we actually know a little bit about, because the same thing can mm. be can be applied to us. Like there's. You're at the craft fair and there's 10 guys selling cutting boards and the price is going to vary, but you're going to buy the cutting board from the guy that's the nicest guy, right? Or, or the one that, that makes you feel like he knows a lot, right, about what you're talking right. about and, and makes you feel good about the, the purchase. Gives you a good story. Right. It's, it's a exactly, connection. Because yeah, when it's you're, a connection. Yeah, you walk into some place, if they make a connection with you. When, when, I'm, when I'm competing, you know, as a, as a furniture maker, we'll say, and I'm, I'm competing with Ikea, I'm competing with all the way up to like Ethan Allen, right? And all the way up to like Andy Berkey. Like, you know, in, in essence, like, you know, we're competing with everybody. So there's a there's work for everybody and there's a right fit for everybody. But what I can offer, I can't offer IKEA's prices. I can't offer even like their style, you know, but I can offer a different quality, of course. And I can offer an experience that makes people feel good. And I think that's what like I remember my, my dad was in is still in retail and you know, was in management for a long time and uh, one of the things that he taught me is that like every business is only as good as this manager. Um, and, and you see that, like, you know, and you go to, like, you were telling the story in the pre-show that there's these two box stores that are both equal distant from your house, and one of them's a great experience and one of them's a horrible experience, and there's one person to blame for that, and that's whoever's managing that store. Uh, because the employees are going to be reflections of the manager in his, in his way of controlling 
the 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 environment in the store. That's all there is to it. And Corporate so now culture is, is always dictated by the top. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know, and it, and it's not just the the president, you know, but it it starts there and it goes all the way down to the yeah. the lowest, you know, the lowest employee. Like I mean, I, like I just had that great experience with Total Boat the other day, and the, the president was this awesome guy. And you know what? Everybody that worked there was awesome too. How, how does that happen? Is that a coincidence? No, <laughs> that's the culture that was created by awesome people. You know. Yeah. Um, well, how, so how, that's where you, you know. I say, how often do people ask us or, or just in general in the maker community about pricing? Right, pricing is so difficult, mm-hmm. um, and it is. But I think um, get close. You don't want to charge a thousand dollars for a, a spoon. You know, nobody wants to do that. But get close, and then don't worry about the pricing so much. Is it? Is that what are you selling? You're selling you. You're selling the story. You're yeah. selling the story behind what you make. You're selling mm-hmm. the interaction between you. It's that customer service. You know, because customer service cu- and customization too, like right. that. And even if it's not like, oh well, it's like I'm getting my name. Just the fact that you can make it a half inch shorter. You know what yeah. I mean? You can make it like that's all that has value. You're not competing with IKEA in any stretch of the imagination when it comes to that. You know. Yeah. No, uh, for sure. People pay more for the ability to have it their way. You know, um, you can't do that at IKEA. It's kind of like cheap price because they're all made the same and uh, take it or leave it. When it's custom, you could have it to the quarter inch. You could have whatever you want. And you're paying for that person's time and that opportunity cost. So, you know, Mm -hmm. absolutely, I think it's critical to have good service, but to have a great story. Like, this design table that you that you just put out why does it look the way it does like give someone the ability to to sell the same thing that they bought from you to their friends you know at a dinner party uh you see this table it was this guy from connecticut and uh you know he made it out of i don't know recycled worms you know what i mean like you got to give people a thing to feel good about and you know and it doesn't you can also sell yourself it doesn't have to be a story behind the actual material you can uh uh, an example, Tim, you went and picked up a bunch of kumaru, I believe, and you had to stop halfway home because the load was so big, you end up cutting half of it off, you left it someplace, told the guy, hey, if anybody wants this, here's a free, you know, some hardwood, exotic hardwood, blah, blah, blah. that's a story that can go along with it, you know what I mean? It's like the story of this guy who gives away, I would rather give away something that's, that's a quality material for other people to make stuff out of than to just try and throw it off the side of the road or just get you know what I mean it's, burn it's, it, yeah. what, what can you do behind how are you special what, what about you right. makes this build that makes it cool I mean yeah and, and you guys kind of both touched on it like a, a lot of people that are in the retail world they complain about you know like, well I have the overhead of this brick and mortar I can't compete with Amazon which you know it's, it is difficult to compete with Amazon um, and maybe you can't beat their prices but you can you can do and even Amazon even their customer service is getting pretty insane with their the, how fast they deliver stuff and these trucks yeah. that were on. but you but you can compete with them in other ways and you know of like remembering their name when they walk in the store you know what i mean like and and taking a minute to like oh you had a problem with that let me see let me take a look at it. let me fix it for you no there's no charge you know that type of stuff and that's what we as makers can do as well like mm-hmm. someone has a problem like i was saying in, in the pre-show if someone has a problem with my work and it, it happens like something gets you know damaged or it's not quite what they expect you do your best to make the customer happy yeah it might be a little bit of a loss and like i always say it Every transaction, even the ones that go south, like I wanted to be able to say, well, you know, his what he made really sucks, but at least he was a nice guy about it. You know what I mean? Even if like the whole transaction is a failure, but at least he was cool about it. You know, that's the hope. Yeah. Like so, they're, they're not saying anything. 
Yeah, and that's that's you know hopefully you want them to say it was awesome. Andy was cool about it, but that's a twofer, that. yeah. But but you know what? I would rather have them say you know I would rather have them say that well the, he he sucked as a builder, but he's cool about it than saying that his craft was incredible, but he was a. <laughs> oops, I'll bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> you know you telegraphed that one. I feel like I was expecting you to swear there, I, and I I, I should have pumped the brakes. I was I was waiting for it myself. You, yeah. you said uh, customization uh, is good. And it is, you know, making something a specific size, how it fits in something, that's great. But there's other ways to customize things, adding your little touch to it. Um, to again, to talk about this ceramic body guitar. Heidi Jacobs made this thing for me. Uh, Nathaniel sent me some floorboards that I was able to make the, the neck out of, some reclaimed oak floorboards. But Heidi, on the, the body of it, she not only put her name... I look when I look close. I found all these little details. She put her name, my last name on it. There was a little San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge symbol on there. There was uh, oh cool, uh, yeah. There was hmm. uh, where, where she's from, uh, Pittsburgh, I believe. Uh, there's you know what I mean. So there's all, uh, when I look around it, and I'm seeing all these little details in there. I'm like, that's really cool. That's gonna stand out. You know, it may not be something that if you walk by it you would see, but whoever gets that thing is gonna look at it and say, oh wow, this is. There's not one else out there like this, right? This this little thing is different, you know. Just you adding your little touch to something can be enough customization to it, you know. Or even, well, that's. I was ahead. just gonna say that's personalization, right? Which is right. I think even uh, more valuable than customization. Oh yeah. You know, um, and we we talked. I I mentioned it a whole bunch of times, but I think the the best way to make money as a maker is to make things that are gift worthy. Because people have a certain amount of money that they're going to be spending that they want to spend on a gift. Like an event is coming up at somebody's birthday or an anniversary. And you're not, you're not looking to, to get a deal on a gift that you're giving. For the most part, you're like, oh, this, you know what? It's their anniversary. I got to spend $100 or I have to spend $200. Right. And then you find a gift that matches that, that dollar amount. So right. don't it, be it shy about it. Doesn't matter things. what it is, too, right? Yeah. So if, if it comes across that it's that it's a cool gift and it's the price you wanted to spend anyway, oh my god, it works out so well. Like how many times have I done these whiskey boxes? And even even I am astounded that people were paying three hundred dollars for a wooden box. But the truth is, is that it was uh, it was both customized and personalized. So a lot right. of times I made them to an exact spec mm. as size, and I was able to put in a message or whatever it is like people got married because of my box like it's insane yeah so that's the kind of experience and story that you're giving so it's not just about making something to the right size but also find a way to cut to personalize it either with a message or with some kind of a i don't know a stylistic change right and the, i mean they're buying they're buying a story that you're a part of as well that story of like well this was made for you and this and that and and it's i almost equate what we do to more like like um antique store hot you know shopping where you find something like oh you wouldn't believe i found this it was out in the rural vermont and they had yeah. this, this guy had this little you know there's like that story but what we have is one step above that because you had the personalization to it as well you know absolutely this is, this yes. is all a part of customer service to me i mean it's just customer service is the umbrella that all of this is uh covered by yeah i mean be good to the people be good to your customers and potential customers right. and they will come back they will come back but treat them awful and they will never come back <laughs> guaranteed <laughs> you know honestly it's guaranteed like it really is this is a super convenient quickie lube place Honestly, I did not feel good leaving there. And it's right. not about the 20 bucks. It's about feeling disrespected. 
Well, and that's exactly what happened to me today. That same thing happened. It's like, you know what? I There's there's a thousand little quickie loop places here uh, that you can go. So you, you, there's that example again. It's like, what can you do differently? What can make it stand out? One of the reasons uh, I, I've had people ask me to make things for them is because it's me making it. And I'm not bragging by any you know, they can pick a thousand other people to do it, but it's like they like me. They like mm. they like who I am. They think I make cool stuff, and they want it from me. So you're, you're selling. You want them to feel good, and when they when they do, when they leave, they shake my hand, or when we hug, and they leave with their thing that they could have gotten from a thousand other makers. They got it from me, and they feel good about it because they got it from me. Mm-hmm. It's it's similar to art, right? It, it is art. But mm. what I mean is is that. I think like 90% of the value of of art is knowing about the artist. Right? So no, it's it's the it's where the banana was grown and what brand of duct tape you used. <laughs> exactly. It's got to be gorilla. So if you think about the way art sort of works, right? We could program computers to to generate artwork, right? I mean like for for a lot of the times things are, you know, uh uh, pop art or you know their interpretations of pictures or whatever the case may be you could get a computer to just make that stuff no problem but it's not the same as a human being who has a life story and influences and uh, a reason and a message behind the art that they're giving right or the, the art that they're producing and it's exactly the same phenomenon I think with buying something from a maker is that you don't have that same story, that same inspiration, that same reason that it was that it was made, and and that's what that's what you're ultimately paying for. You're you're paying for someone's life work, and uh, and and I think it's a really inspiring thing. Here, here, yeah, here, here, there, there. Well, I think I think those are wise words to sort of wrap this section up on. Although I did have one quick complaint I want to make. There we go. <laughs> While we were complaining about customer service, I probably said it before on the podcast, but it was five, six years ago, and I'm still bent about it. I bought a, particularly brand, a particular brand, uh, uh, what is it called? A, not a spindle sander, a drum sander. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it arrived with the motor not functioning properly. It just kept, like, the. it ended up being the centrifugal switch wouldn't, wouldn't turn off. It was stuck. So it would just keep winding up until it blew the breaker. Um, and, uh, you know, b- back and forth trying to figure this thing out. I finally get customer service to send me via email the specs on how to repair this motor to make the centrifugal switch work, which I did. I had to take the machine apart. I had to pull the motor. I had to fix it. I had to put it back in. Several hours of frustration trying to diagnose it and a couple hours of frustration to fix it. I call the guy back. I'm like, that worked. It's fixed. He's like, oh, great. We're all set. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, what are you going to do to make this up to me? So what do you mean? I was like, well, I bought this brand new machine from you and it didn't work and I've lost like six or eight hours of my time to it to, to make it function because, you know, you didn't properly test order. Well, how are you going to, how are you going to make this up to me? And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll have to look into that. Gets back to me later after talking to the bosses and they said that they had, a, they would give me $25 in store credit. And so I, I told them they could keep that because I would never shop with them again. That's not how you keep customers. Yeah. <laughs> this is a company, a major tool company making, I mean, fairly decent quality tools. A lot of people use them, you know, and I would I would totally shop with them again if it wasn't the fact that they did that. There's been many machines that I would have bought from them uh, if they had taken care of me when they blew it. But they blew it, and I'll never buy any from them. I don't even buy the replacement parts for the sander from them. I go I go elsewhere. I go to Klingspor. 
<laughs> I, I do now. I didn't know Cling Spore last time I ordered stuff, but the next order is coming. Yeah, <laughs> just just so we know, if we're plugging people, Cling Spores, we love you. Uh, but let me ask you guys real quick to wrap this up. Do you think that the advent of online and all this other competition that people have now is customer service in general gotten better or worse? Well, uh, online e-commerce customer service, if you're talking about Amazon specifically, is un- unbelievably good. Yeah, like, like. You know, hey, uh, there's a dent in the box that uh, my item got chipped in. There's already a new one on the way. Sorry about that. And keep the first one we sent you. I, I think, you know, we just I think that in general, too, with an order. Yeah, yes. I think in general everybody's given better customer service now. Just that's just my they, opinion. Well, I think it's because the companies that are succeeding are the ones that are giving better customer service, right. and the other ones are just gone. Gone. They're yeah. just not going to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They have to. They have to give more to, to be competitive now. And that, that goes for us makers too. We have to we have to do that too. You know, can we're, you, if we're can you imagine? The, you can't can be you, the grumpy old artist anymore. You can know? you imagine the fact that there isn't a Toys R Us anymore? Did you you guys lost Toys R Us, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we, we were on the verge of losing ours, but we didn't. I can't imagine a childhood without Toys R Us, and but now as an adult who shops there for his kids, I know why they went out of business. Oh, they're ter- they're awful. It's mm-hmm. awful experience. Awful. They would price match, yep. but they would always be fifteen to twenty percent higher. So you always have to come in with a competitive, you know, circular to make sure that they brought yeah. down their prices to what it normally should be. So yeah. like they're on a, any given Sunday, they're trying to rip you off. And yeah, my my wife has supermarket stories about that. They put the 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 sale price on, but it doesn't ring up that way. Every time she goes to the supermarket, she that's I mean that's part of our model for survival with us being like you, Phil, unemployed. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like that's what we do. We live small. And, and one of the ways you live small is you shop with coupons. And you and my wife, every time she goes food shopping, she checks the receipt. And sure enough, there's at least one thing in there. She has to go to customer service. And then they Ugh. give it to you for free because they messed up. But so now you get this, you know, 5 $6 item for free. So that's every week. Times That's hundreds and hundreds of dollars that most people are like, oh, well, I'm too busy. It's not worth the 5 or $6. But add it up over time. And my wife is frustrated by it. She's like, I don't want to stand there in that stupid line. Yeah. But, that's, but they're, they're trying to rip us off, and we're just not going to settle for it, you know? Yeah, but it usually works, and that's why they do it. Yeah, it does, and that's what I always say. She's like, I can't believe they do this. I'm like, you know why? Because you're the rarity. Everybody else just goes on about their lives and lets yeah. it happen. I, I got to tell you this right now from my heart. You two have both earned my business, and I will be here next week. <laughs> what? You're welcome. Well, we don't, have, we don't have a business. We're both unemployed, remember? Oh, yeah. No, you've earned my business. <laughs> I uh, we don't have a business and your invent your inventory business no thank you ew <laughs> <laughs> ew now you're um, just giving me the business <laughs> uh, we didn't check if we had any new reviews did we none American uh, I don't see any no American reviews no Americanos let's take a look see what's happening on the world stage S- some listeners are slacking I feel like. Well, I mean, it, it is the holidays. we got to give them a little bit. All right. Yep. Okay. Nothing new on that front. Um, and what's our weekly tip segment? Anything there? I have some. Okay. Good. Because my only tip um, is don't get a lung infection. Yeah, don't do good. that. That's a good tip. Good tip. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have uh, – here's, here's one that's um, – I, I save every time I replace a table saw blade I save the old one right because it's high carbon steel and um, and I always you know I'm always like well one of these days I'm going to find the guy that sharpens these things and get them all sharpened <laughs> yes. like 100 brand new blades right that's always the goal yeah. the other reason I save them is because 
um, like I just had a bunch of sketchy wood to cut, right? It has the old iron nails in it. And, uh, you know, the iron is not as bad as like a modern galvanized nail, but it's still, you know, it sparks and it kills your blade. Um, and so I always save that when I know I'm going into sketchy wood, I just grab one of those old blades, put it on the table. That's song, a great I, tip. And then I, and then I, um, I'm not wrecking my good one. So like the last, the last two blades I've been using, I bought they're, they're I get the, inex, the medium price ones at the box store usually. Cause I know I'm going to hit a nail with them. I don't want to spend a hundred dollars on a saw blade, but so yeah, I, I got the two for when they had the buy one, get one free pack, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's it. One's clean, one's dirty. And they just swapping them out. It only takes a minute. Just make sure you unplug the table saw. You know, I'll, I'll bet Clean Spores has a great deal on saw blades. Do they? Oh, do they sell saw blades there? I don't know. I just thought I'd plug them in. You, yeah, you're probably. plugging in for stuff they don't sell. That's okay. I, no, I that's super weird. A great deal on the new Cybertruck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they they sell a great MacBook Pro over there at Clean Spore. Yep. Yeah, ten yep. percent yep. off with the coupon code Reclaim Ten. Just don't expect any <laughs> customer service because they're abrasive and proud of it. Yeah, that's right. I do like that slogan, which is funny because it's like they're the exact opposite. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's more like a twelve thousand grit abrasive, you know. It's right. Yeah, yeah. It's the best you can get. The best. That was. It's like a sandpaper joke. Wow. Really doing well for myself. Um, Podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what Your story um, available on iTunes and Stitcher? <laughs> 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 story of sandpaper. What um, what grabbed your attention this week? Um, let's go with Tim this time. What grabbed your attention? Uh, I continue to not have much to talk about in the way of YouTube. Um, I do have I I listen to podcasts almost all day uh, at the shop all the time, and um, and you know one of my favorites. I'm sure I mentioned before, but this is a specific episode is Radio Lab. Um, Things is the episode that they just put out this week is called Things and it's a rebroadcast from one they did five years ago but there's this, just this one guy in there and he's got this whole story he's got this sugar egg from when he was eight years old that he's saved and he's now in his 50s or whatever and he's still got this, this this like candy like sugar egg that you would make like like almost like a Day of the Dead skull like I forget what they, it's like sugar and water and it gets hard you know? yeah I know you're talking about that um, yeah and, uh, and then and I was like oh that's kind of interesting talking, there's a whole story about why of course because it's you know Radio Lab and and then, and then he goes into this bit about um, the box that he keeps it in is actually made from the wood of a tree that was grown from the sapling of a tree that he grew up with. Okay. So, like, wow. his, right? This guy, and I was like, that was when I was like, all right, this guy's kind of cool. <laughs> like, so he had this tree growing up, and his dad cut it down. His mom mailed him some seedlings, and he planted that tree in his property where he was living then. And then it, I guess he was renting. And then the, the landlord, like, cut the tree down, and he saved some of the wood and gave it to a guy that made a box for him. And now he wow. keeps all his treasured possessions in this box that was made from this tree that that's like goes back. I mean, that, that's just like that's cool. But the idea is that the episode was about the power of things, right? And uh, and and the connectivity, and it ties in perfectly to what we've just been talking about for this whole episode about like that's what we're selling. We're not just selling the box. We're selling the memory. We're creating those 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 uh, possibilities for people in the work that we do. And we shouldn't take that lightly. It's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Stories. That's what sells everything. Yeah, Bill Lutz. Things are the stories. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Tim. That's no, okay. No, that's fine. Bill okay, Lutz. Me? I, my turn? Yeah. Uh, so yes. I'm going I'm to go out on a limb here. This is going to be the reason I'm going to talk about this because it did catch my attention. And it is about responsibility. And I know that a lot of our listeners are into guns as well. And um, so part of being a responsible gun owner, because I don't take it lightly at all, is 
if anything were to ever happen, you know, you're using a gun for protection in your house, especially in California, there's a good possibility that it's just going to be expensive, right? I mean, somebody come breaks in and you shoot their toe off and you try and stop them and it's going to be expensive. There's going to be lawyers. You're probably going to go to jail and be arrested and all, all these terrible things. And it's crazy. And something I always wanted to look into and I haven't, I know they're out there is I checked out some insurance specifically for that, for the gun community and for... Wow, murder insurance. It's you can feel I, I love you, brother, but uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's it's from the USCCA. It's the US United States Concealed Carry Association, and basically it's just it's it, it's insurance. If something were to happen, you have to call a lawyer. It's covered. If if there's a lawsuit, it's covered. If it's you know it's just it's it's being responsible. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what caught my attention. I looked into it and. My pod mates are, I said, it sounds crazy. And both my pod mates almost broke their neck, nodding their heads. <laughs> I mean, a phrase comes to mind and that phrase is only in America. Do you only need in America, insurance but in case you hurt somebody who comes no. into your house to hurt you and you hurt them instead? I, it's, 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 it's more than just that. And people who are gun owners, and it's not for everybody, and I respect that immensely um, but people who are gun owners they get it there's there's a responsibility to come, just like making sure your gun is not available to kids and that I mean there's all kinds of stuff right there's, you, you got to know how to handle a gun safely um, you go to the range what if you go to the range and you're just you're practicing and you're, sh you're plinking like my mother-in-law wants to go shooting right I definitely got to make sure I got insurance I'm just saying no, oh, so it's not just for your like, because I'm thinking in my head, if someone's come into my house to rob me or so to hurt me, me yeah, yeah, they they do not uh, qualify under insurance. This guy has got to go. This well, no, absolutely. But like I said, in California, it's not unheard of that if somebody breaks in your house well, and, so and they get so hurt, the guy slipping on your steps, yeah, right? If he's exactly slipping on your steps and he's breaking in and, and he's trying to sue you, even if it goes right. to criminal court and you're an educated, it's like nope, self defense. This, this dummy shouldn't have been breaking into your house, right? Yeah, um, they can still come back and sue you civilly. So huh. there's, there's a need for this out there, but it's but it's it's basically it's it's just an insurance. It's like, look, if you're gonna, this is not a silly thing. It's 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 it's, it's these are firearms, right? So to be responsible about it. You wouldn't drive a car without insurance. You don't go to the doctor without insurance. Well, you shouldn't. Yep. She swallowed the dog to catch the cat, to catch the mouse, to catch the rat. I know a lady who swallowed the spider, a fly. To catch the fly. Die. Is that, isn't that I don't know why she yeah. swallowed the fly. Yeah. Bill, are you taking your own personal sponsorships? You know we're supposed to put everything in a pot, right? Well, you know, I thought about this, and if anybody from the uh, USCCA <laughs> is listening to our podcast, uh -huh. or, or who knows, maybe one of our listeners is the president. This can be an every week thing. I, I told you guys a long time ago, I will shill it all. Shilly Bill. Yeah. At we'll, your service. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, let's see here. Oh, what um what am I uh, obsessed with or whatever this week? What caught my attention? I'll tell you what it, it caught my attention this week. It was um, a video done by a very talented man by the name of Scott Turner, and it's called Art Deco Style Seat Build, yada yada yada. So was the video done? I saw the pictures of the chair, but I didn't see the yeah. Video. It came out a couple of days ago. Why and, does that uh, name sound so familiar? You'd never heard of him. He's very good. Uh -huh. But um, the reason that I bring this up is not only is it First of all, it's like the first time he's ever done this, and he does it better than like a master chair builder does. But right. it's because, guys, I called it, and Scott's leading the way. Art Deco is the look that is going to replace rustic 
industrial blah 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 art deco check it out oh so basically everybody that agrees with phil gets praise yeah yes that's that's what humans do yes <laughs> i just i just watched a movie on uh netflix it was yeah. uh it was like a, it was like a, you know, the Ip Man. I think it's pronounced Ip I P. Those Asian. Oh yes, yes, movies. yes. Yeah. It's like it was a continuation of this Ip Man saga. It was the guy, like whatever. But so it was set in like the 1940s Hong Kong. Okay. And I was like grooving on the set that they used in this, like this, the Asian Art Deco. Yeah. Like because it was like this, it was like the place where all the sailors went to drink. Was like the the, the set. You know what I mean? So they had that real American influence. A lot yeah. of American, but it, like I was checking out some of the some of the artwork and the walls, and I was like, like the the circular doorways and stuff. And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I get it. I'm into that. Yeah, cool stuff. It's very interesting. Well then, and that's all I have to say about that. Um, our websites: WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, and NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews. Reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Yeah, actually just that address. And then there's a button on there that uh, will launch your iTunes and you can just leave us a five-star review. Uh, And we will read that out as long as it's five-star, five-star, five-star. And uh, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, the absolute best way to make sure we are on the air next week. Here, here. Or, or, or a sponsorship if you are that kind of a, a person, should you wish. I, yeah. But I guess that is a sponsorship. Yeah. I guess that is yeah. it's four quarters Absolutely. for a dollar on that one. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is if, uh, if you don't listen to next week's podcast, you're a horrible person. But on the off chance that happens... <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy New Year, guys. Also, if you don't listen to next week's podcast, but you are a sponsor or a patron, we don't care. We love you anyway. Uh, yeah, ha- Merry Christmas. I'm I'm just gonna say like, hey, thanks everybody for whatever you're willing to to donate, yeah. support, listen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame you into feeling like you're a bad person for not listening to us. I get it. We're all busy. Yeah, Bill. Honestly, come on. Yeah. Tim also accepts hugs on his Patreon, so just check him no. out over there. Yeah. That's the only first cash, patron you know? level. That's right. <laughs> I only take cash and nothing Canadian. Thank you. <laughs> um, Have a great week, guys. Oh, you want to say something? Yeah, no, that was it. I just want to say thanks and uh, all that other stuff. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. All right. Be good.